episode oh yeah <laughs> i heard that yeah you heard that one dude oh my gosh is that from disney that is from disney i got my finally got my <laughs> lightsaber here yes. yeah, I, hate to say I love it. the lightsaber sounds despite the fact that we have lightsaber sounds coming through the mic your personal yeah. ones are my favorite <laughs> <laughs> it's more of uh this has now become my favorite thing in my office because about Every time I get on and off a call, I will turn the lightsaber on just for a little pump of dopamine, just to keep me That's going. Good. And it's just, it's just enough. I was like, oh, just enough. What that was, was that? The, was that the the imperial? No, not imperial. What is the lightsaber that you chose? Because you get oh, to build your own, right? It's, it's the High Republic. So there, I think they're okay. Disney's slowly getting the crowd ready for uh, the books they've been releasing, but then the movies and the next kind of like programming will all be. Mm. from the High Republic. And so they've done a couple of books and comic books about like, um, I think give or take like four or 500 years before the events of all of the movies and all of the content we've gotten. Um, and then the last uh, Jedi Survivor game, they do tons of references to the High Republic. Um, okay. So yeah, th they're really- I didn't play it at all. They're really prepping the uh, super, super fan base for- Hey, like we're gonna get away from everything is just the empire and everything mm -hmm. is just the emperor, which is why the new movie sucked. But this is not a pod, uh, Star Wars <laughs> podcast. This is a Adventure Time slash Fiona and Cake podcast, and I am your host, DJ Nettie P. Yeah, and I am here as always, Russell Tyndall, uh, going through the Fiona and Cake series. Right now, we're on episode seven of Fiona and Cake: The Star, and. I am thrilled. I don't know what in the world we're going to say for this episode. It is so big. So much happens. I it is know. so good. Uh, and it makes me really... It was so hard not to watch the next episode. That's all I wanted I to do. I was just like, this episode was great. But gosh, like, I mean, everybody now, everywhere has seen all of the episodes now. And I just... I'm so jealous that we're behind. So episode seven, and then we'll watch eight probably tonight. <laughs> I'm jealous. I'm jealous that we're behind, but like, let's be real. Like, we're, we're doing our whole NEA podcast. Oh, here. we're doing our best. Yeah, uh, ten years a little bit too late, but we're we're digesting <laughs> things and and hopefully a way again that just it's it's the crowd. It's it's you guys being engaged with us. It's us being engaged with you. It's us just taking a moment and taking a breath through this episode because it, the first time I watched it, man it was just so much coming at me. I didn't get to process it. I didn't get to like, like see the things I needed to see. And that's kind of the show in general. And it's like when you really can get into it and yeah, you watch like a silly episode about banana man in a truck, like it, it'll breeze right by you until you revisit it. So I think us yeah. going slow and basically revisiting it in the moment is helpful. Yeah, no, no doubt, man. I, I'm excited to get into this one. And, and it starts out a little disappointing for me because I got to say, I was Ooh, super excited to get into this beautifully cozy, wonderful baby world where everything's <laughs> yeah. adorable, uh, at least for a moment, and then get out of it. But instead, we kind of catch our heroes as they're leaving or getting into a new world. And they just are like, man, that was the best freaking nap I've ever had. Yeah. Best nap <laughs> of my life. Now, what is your best nap situation? What is the oh, ideal man. nap situation for you? I've got a very Gosh. perfect idealized nap situation for myself. It's post-workout shower okay. and then immediately couch for like, I'm, I mean, I'm thinking Saturday, 1 p.m. to like no okay. later than 2.30. Any later than that, I'm wasting my time. But okay. a good like hour nap after a workout, hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. no, I, I could see that. I think I think my endorphins are a little high for a post workout nap. Like, oh, okay, my body's tired, but then my brain starts kicking in a little bit too much. My man, my best. I'm I'm not a huge napper, but like my best naps are coming through. Uh, in college, I'd come home. Um, gosh, I had this. We had this big, gross, kind of sticky leather couch. <laughs> um, but man, I used to come home at like two put on a little TV show, nobody was in the house and I would just, the couch would kind of get warmed up, especially in the wintertime when your body heat kind of sunk into it. 
and I could get, I'm a, I'm a 45 minute or a two and a half hour, like anything <laughs> in between is I, I get woken yeah. up in a tizzy, but if I can okay. get that sweet spot, 45 minutes of nap in, it's yeah. like ideal, you know. The worst is when you just don't even know where you are or what day it yeah. is. Oh, I, the confusion. I hate nap. that. Yeah. I hate that one. When it's dark outside, all of a sudden you're like, "Frick! How late did I? How long did I just nap for?" <laughs> That's how uh, I feel anyways, getting out of uh, getting man. out of movies in the daytime. Yeah. Yeah. Like, Holy shit. That too. Anyways, it was it was fun, man. I, I'm glad we had a little bit of a recurrence of that world that I wanted to see a little bit more of with Baby Finn as in this episode, and Baby Finn. Is, I mean. Dude, if he's your lovely, let's talk I about, get it. I let's get talk it. about how you called it. We were ending last week's <laughs> yeah. last Fiona and Cake episode. Literally, one of your last notes was like, "Man, wouldn't it be so funny to see baby baby world Finn show up in the next episode?" And like, lo and behold, I like screamed to Jackie, and I was like, "Russell called it. Russell called it. He did it." <laughs> I did. I called it, and it was worth it, man. Though I gotta say, I felt a little bad for him. He's on the ship. They totally just leave him behind. He's, they, they do. I don't know, it, it, man. To a degree, yeah. It, to a degree, it, it, they shred up left her behind with a bunch of no. vampires. He has oh, a ship that's I've destroyed. Got a, oh, I've got a, I've got a good theory behind this. Well, we'll maybe right. we'll save it to the end. I, if we miss it, <laughs> I got a theory that like a, a world without Finn is destined to be in peril. So yeah. I think almost them leaving Finn is going to put this world potentially at a better i got, i think finn either is Eventually. going to kill marceline in this universe baby okay. finn is either going to stake her through the heart Eventually. and save princess bubblegum at the at cuz we 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 end this episode and we're jumping around already let's let's yeah, just get fine. into it yeah they they they're falling down i think because um finn is somewhat of the catalyst of pb and marcy's relationship uh in our in our normal series that he's either going to be some sort of catalyst in this universe. He's either going to stake Marcy because he's been practicing with his sword, which is my tops of the episode, mm. um, or he is going to somehow be right below them and Marcy's going to stop and something about him is going to... PB and Marcy have some weird... You mean now? Inter- you mean like right now he's going to stake yes. Marceline as they're falling? He's Dude, he's on a ship. He's on uh, the butler... He, He's going to crawl. No, he's going to. He's going to have. After their whole entire plan, he will have crawled out and and found his way over there. <laughs> I absolutely believe that, that. is your wild, bro. No, he's you, for sure going to be this uh, again. I there's he's an a baby. Aspect, there's an aspect of Finn though that's considered a catalyst. Okay, that, well, uh, it's a hard way to describe it without doing too many spoilers. But Finn. In his essence, and then Finn across the universes and Fiona is considered a catalyst of change. Yeah. And so something about Finn being introduced to this universe when there wasn't a Finn already is going to be, if it wasn't going to be Fiona and Cake, if it wasn't going to be Simon, if it wasn't going to be this badass PB, it's going to be Finn. That somehow okay. redeems this universe and, and saves it because Fiona and Cake have left already. You know, I don't entirely disagree. I just think your timeline is crazy. I think mm-hmm. what's happening is the ship is eventually going to uh, heal itself, is what we heard. Oh, that but it's going to take time. Yeah. And then Peppermint Butler, the tank, is going to basically raise this baby. And then eventually he'll take down the Vampire King and stuff. But I okay. don't think... He's just going to be hanging out at the bottom of the fortress, like with the stake ready, the stake Marceline in the face or something. Like, I, or I guess it'd have to be the heart, but still, I just, I don't know. Yeah. But I do there, think there's, it, a, there's just something funny in, in the light of what's happening with Marshall Lee and uh, Gary at the same time in the other universe where it's, it's kind of the same moment. It's a pivotal moment yeah, in the their parallel. relationship. Yeah. It's the parallel. And, and Gary and Marshall's ends with a kiss, which is just like a great way to end that episode. It's like, mm-hmm. it's so organic. It's so natural that I think they're paralleling this with PB and Marcy in this universe. That something about their differences is going to connect at the end, you know? Well, here's what I'll say about that. I think the parallels are you have Gary and Marshall committing social and political suicide. At the same time, you have Bonnie and Marceline committing potentially actual suicide. Though, will they actually die? Will they actually kiss? We don't get to see. It gets cut off, right? But regardless, they're going down together, as is Gary and Marshall. 
Uh, and gosh, that's a good, I, I didn't, I, I'm so good at usually drawing those kind of like metaphorical things, but the going down together is, yeah. is that's so great. That's, that's really I'm what it is in my mind. And so, but I, I did want to mention, I mean, we're talking about Finn and this is one of baby Finn. This is one of many, many issues or mistakes that Fiona makes in the series so far. Because she's taken baby Finn from another world. That world right. won't have their Finn, Finn anymore. Exactly, exactly. Which is an issue. So, I mean, meanwhile, you have Cake thriving. Cake is just, mm-hmm. she's mastering her abilities, her new powers. I mean, that's my tops is mastery of the stretchy abilities Ooh. with the tank that she forms, a giant cake, cake, cake tank. Um, but Fiona, on the other hand, is making all these mistakes as we're going through these episodes. She's killing candy people. We see her in this episode. She's just sitting there at the very beginning and being like thinking about that and being like, oh my gosh, like I just killed a whole bunch of innocent mm-hmm. candy people. Like, what what have I done? Uh, she may have killed Farm World Finn at the end of that episode. If she hadn't been there, if they hadn't come to Farm World, that event would not have happened where the scarab stabs him in the head. I mean, we don't know if he dies yet. Um, but then she takes a baby Finn out of the baby world. Uh, and then at the end of this episode, she stops Cake from taking down the Vampire King or taking the Vampire King's crown off of his head, which is causing all the clouds to form mm-hmm. over that mm-hmm. city, right? Uh, and just, I mean, even down to her hopes to bring back magic to her own world. Uh, I mean, it does a, feels like a very selfish decision to make for everybody in that world that she wants magic to be there. I think a lot of people are pretty happy with their lives, if yeah, I had to yeah. guess. It's it's but it's happy. It's it's somewhat missing. Some, I mean, Fiona could say at the core she, it's missing something, but I mean, it's you bring up a good point. But that's a personal opinion. It, no, it's but it's an overarching theme of Adventure Time, and that's why yeah. I think it's it's really cool of what's going on with Simon in this episode because it very much parallels to that point with Fiona in this episode of like, is my involvement is us just being here uh, causing a detriment? to the world is are we hurting people and we see simon at the beginning of this series kind of more just missing betty but regretting everything about ice king and every time you mention ice king he's pushing it behind him and he's he's saying oh i don't want to remember those times i don't want to be the ice king i i'm better off as you know this version of myself and in this universe when he has that moment i think it's the most powerful moment of this episode is when you know, Fiona reassures him. He's like, you know, maybe this Marcy didn't have a Simon. And he's, and then he gets all sad about it. And that's like, it should be more of an encouraging thing. And I very much paralleled that to like, you know, the, the, it's a wonderful life, the whole movie of like, what, what do you see in the universe of where you didn't exist? And you see George and in it's a wonderful life realizing it and he has a whole new appreciation for life and simon still just starts self-imploding i think they're gonna do this interesting parallel to fiona and simon of like is our existence detrimental to all these universes but really it's a blessing like their presence in all of these universes is affecting so many lives so many people positively but they're I'm looking at the world through the uh, somewhat pessimistic lens, I guess. Um, and it's going to, it takes adventuring. I, th- I I don't know. It takes adventuring to learn that. <laughs> it, that's so cheesy. Yeah. That's not, that's yeah, not my lesson at all. No, but, but I, I get it. I mean, Simon yeah. is truly given one of the most un- incredibly unique situations here where he gets to fully realize his worth in one episode. This is a world without or with a Marceline without her Simon. We see at the very beginning of this episode, Marceline comes upon the dead body of Simon, probably mm-hmm. from vampires. She yeah, takes he's sucked dry. Simon's feet. Yeah. He's got baby feet, I guess. He's just got little feet. <laughs> he's got little baby feet. some reason. And she takes his shoe. Um, but what an insane situation where he gets to like fully see his impact that he's had, not only on... Marceline, because Marceline was the one who, you know, supposedly kills all the vampires and stakes mm-hmm. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, okay. I'm glad but, you know that. Like, that, I, I yeah, was trying yeah, to, yeah, of course. This one, it, it leans a little on stakes, but I'm glad you kind of like, yeah. at least know that well, it happens. It's know? just, I think it's mentioned and also pretty obvious, right? So 
The other thing is he gets to see his worth in the aspect of like the entire world has been affected by him because of him, his connection with Marceline, his use of the crown. There are so many things that like go together where the crown now is in the hands of the vampire king. The vampire king is using it to just totally put like take over the world and allow vampires to be out at any time of day. And the humans can't like get together and build forces or whatever, strategize during the daytime or make movements or crops or whatever. I mean, they're just totally at a loss. I mean, we even hear um, Princess Bubblegum mention that the population size is going down and the vampires are running out of food because they're so good and so overly uh, dominating this world now. And so that's a big part of it, the crown. But then even obviously without Marceline being the one to take down the vampires, I mean, the whole world is a wreck. I mean, and it's yeah. all because of Simon, all because Simon yeah. doesn't have the crown and Simon didn't have his Marceline or Marceline didn't have her Simon. And you see that in the beginning of second episode of Fiona and Finn when they're in the drain together. And it's just such an interesting foreshadowing moment where Simon even mentions to Marcy like, hey, you would be fine without me. Like you'd probably mm. be like so much better off if it mm. wasn't for like me being here with you and we get to fully see that's not the case, that's dude. Not like, the case, yeah. Not at all. No, it's, yeah. it's and that's why like it, this episode doesn't go really deep, but it has so many deep implications of like yep. this, this, I mean, this show, it's called Fiona and Cake, but I really think it's a full Simon arc. Like, really what they're going for is they're they're getting a full Ice King redemption story here. And I mean, at this point, I'm just like sad. Like at this point, I just, Simon wants to get home. He wants to go crazy again. And he's not realizing that he plays a bigger part in so many different universes. Uh, yeah, it does. And that honestly, this prime universe that we're dealing with, this uh, one where he went crazy and he was a goofy little ice king and Finn and Jake got to go on adventures is probably the happiest, maybe with the exception of baby universe, uh, <laughs> is is one of the happiest and most thriving universes where, you know, is it is it our uh, central, you know, timeline arc? Who knows? But it sure is the one that seems to be where things pan out the best, you know? So, yeah. I'm I'm very interested to see they they obviously um we get a little moment in this episode with Scarab um in Prismo and Scarab's getting the call he, he's getting his third missed call about the cosmic owl profiteering <laughs> ignores it the call's overdue and he gets zapped away which too I assume is to Prismo and Scarab's boss yeah um, I'm so curious who that might be and so I assume we're going to get some more Cosmic Owl coming up here soon. And I think that that's going to play into um, a lot of what we get with Baby Finn, with these interactions, with how somehow Marcy and PB end up in every, together in every universe in some way, shape, or form of the Cosmic Owl being this kind of, again, similar to Prismo, kind of holding um, finite curves of the universe together, similarities of the universe together. Um, but I think we're, I think we're going to get maybe an arc where Simon, like Simon is one of those cosmic beings to where he is somewhat of an aspect in these universe that, that holds them together. I don't, I don't know. I don't wow. know. Yeah, maybe. Well, the scared being taken out of the picture is certainly very interesting. I mean, mm-hmm. if we're just going to talk hypotheticals here, the main antagonist is something that I've, I've been so curious about this entire time because there's not mm-hmm. a very specific, obvious through line episode, the episode who we're up against other than Scarab. But if Scarab's taken out because of the boss situation, like who does that leave? That leaves, in my mind, Vampire King, maybe, because Vampire King got to see this new technology. Yeah, and he They're was like very interested. He said, he said, oh, I haven't seen that before. Like, yeah, like so, he had seen everything before. So, Yeah, maybe he's, he'll be looking for a way to, to come back into power, back in the play. I think the mm-hmm. Lich is the really obvious one, right? I mean, yeah, the, the Lich, Lich has the to be... One where we're going. I don't know how that's going to come about, but I'm sure that's where we're going right now. And I'm so curious that, you know, the remote's out of power. So wherever they go now is potentially their last jump. Yeah. Unless Prismo can get free somehow and help them. I don't, I'm so curious. I don't know where we're going to go, but I've got to assume it's either Prismo's boss, which is another one that I have written down as the main antagonist or the Lich. I think the Vampire King's out. I think it's one of those two. 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, Vampire King in this episode also, first of all, gets my sexy character of the episode. Oh, okay. Yeah. Yeah. He's, the, yeah, I, I'm with Cake on this one. He is really, I don't know, big and sexy. And then through this, through <laughs> yeah. the stakes, through the stakes miniseries, he, <laughs> he does have um, a very whimsical look on his power where somewhat everything is below him, but he is probably one of my favorite characters in the stakes miniseries. Um, he's got a very larger outlook on life, even in this one a little bit. He's kind of still a dick in this one, but um, I, I'm trying to figure out how to say it without spoiling it. But that's, he gets my sexy mainly because I also know his character from, from the old okay. episodes. Yeah, that's that's fair. I haven't seen, as many of y'all know, I've seen up to uh, kind of the beginning of season five. So I'm not fully caught up on it. I haven't seen stakes necessarily, so, uh, or at all. So yeah, yeah, I don't know, but that's <laughs> we, fair, man. We've only just spoiled it for you a little bit. How about that? Yeah, just a touch. But yeah. you know, there's the cake, the humanoid cat moment in this episode, and I was like, that's not my sexiest character. But if Ned says it, <laughs> I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to yuck his yum. No yucking yums. <laughs> you got you got curvy cake as your sexiest character of the episode. No, I don't. I don't actually. Do, do you have um, a sexy in this episode? <laughs> <laughs> you know, it was really hard not to, um, but I, I don't, I, I guess I, oh, I don't know. Okay. I don't know what I want to say. I think the thing is the one that I was going to say would be, uh, Marceline, right? Marceline's yeah. great. That's, she has that, that that's moment. your default. Yeah. It feels like a default. It feels like a, an easy choice. She has a moment with her minion when she's kind of yelling at him and I'm trying to find what she says exactly, but she's, she's yelling at her minions because they're basically like, Oh, like, PB's so dumb. Like, Bonnie's dumb. Like, why don't you just kill her already? And she kills both of them, and she questions, like, are you questioning me? And I think that moment, I was like, hmm, sexiest character? Uh, I was about to say, I I thought it was going to get you with Marceline because she was dressing all very, like, gothic-like. And I was like, I don't know. Not not Mm. Sailor Moon-esque, but definitely more of, like, an (laughs) anime garb than Marceline's used to. So no, it's I just like, a good design. I, I just liked her design. I didn't think I wasn't in the sexy mindset when I watched this episode. <laughs> I wasn't I in a sexy mind. Well, yeah, we are in a like post-apocalyptic universe yeah. or whatever. So it's hard to be no, in a sexy her, mindset. She looks awesome. She looks so good. And I think the voice acting from Marceline was really mm-hmm. good. I, I gotta say, I don't have a hmm, she's not my most punchable character. I mean, my most punchable character is for sure the freaking Ricardio the Heart guy is at the party. Yep. That <laughs> always um, always has to maintain most punchable of all time. Yeah. Forever. I mean, Mrs. Abadir is throwing this party, right? And I guess he's a mascot for the blood drive or whatever that's happening. Yeah. So he doesn't say anything. He's just there. And that's enough for me not to want to be at this party. Yeah. Um, oh, yeah. And we could talk about the party more in a minute. But I think the, the most punchable almost needs to go to like Marceline and Bonnie at the same time. Because mm-hmm. despite the fact that they have this awesome chemistry and they're so good this whole episode, I was so fascinated and so interested in their story and where it was going to go as we're progressing through this story. I got to say, how much death had to occur for these two to finally admit to each other that they have feelings. Like, dude, so much death. And... I'm talking like all these people dying. You had Martin Mertens, who is my lovely this episode, who freaking yeah. got not only killed, but had his soul sucked out of his body. Mm-hmm. And then he got drained of all his blood. And I mean, I'm sure there are just countless lives lost to the battle that has been going on for how many hundreds of years between Bonnie and the star, Marceline and the other vampires. And I mean, Bonnie's even like, the moment when she says the population has crashed and all the vampires are running out of food, she even has a moment where she kind of hesitates and it feels like she's going to say, if that wasn't the case though, yeah, you could turn me into a vampire and it'd be fine and we can be together. But there's definitely a hesitation there that occurs. And it, I don't know, man, it just doesn't feel like she has her heart in it. She's just fake yeah, mad. Well, they both could have killed each yeah, other a hundred times. That, and they That's just what don't. I was saying is like, they're fighting and she's like, I could so stake you right now. It'll be so and, easy. Yeah. And then the vampire Kings like, don't play with your prey. Like if you do at least like <laughs> do it in a more entertaining way. More creative so there's, way. Yeah. There's something in, and I guess there's, <clears throat> there's maybe something to say about like your antithesis. Like 
because that's what they are for each other in in all of the universes is that they kind of challenge each other to be different than who they are but better um something and and this is probably one of the most dramatic instances of that happening but they are challenging each other in this one they're fighting they're like pretty much both of them has seven moments in this fight where they could have killed each other and they don't so it's it's yeah. like they're they don't want to exist in a universe where they don't have somebody or something that you know challenges the core of who they are or challenges to the point of improvement of who they are and you know bonnie now is this badass like you know uh a team kind of like character mm -hmm. and marceline is at her like you know craziest peak of vampire slash demon soul sucking beast and the only person that i think that well first of all like she's made of bubblegum, so she really can't, like, suck her blood out either. So <laughs> that's kind of one of those aspects of, like, maybe because yeah, she can't kill her. They can't, what, what's the one, um, what's, what's, like, the story arc where, like, both have to exist or neither of them exist? You know what I mean? Um, well, I don't know. You could say, like, God, good and evil, perhaps. Yeah. Well, it's, like, but, a good and, yeah, light and dark, like, if if one ceases to exist, then both cease to exist. Yeah. So yeah, there's no perspective of the other with the absence of one of them. I mean, it's mm -hmm. that's interesting. I I don't know. I I don't know how I feel about their thing. It's just y'all have chemistry. Y'all obviously are into each other. Stop letting people <laughs> die. Just kiss all her around you. Just kiss her already or something. Just or, kiss her already. I don't know. Their romantic suicide thing at the end there. I, it's I don't know what is going on. I you know don't not a good option not the right choice i don't i'm sure they don't die <laughs> no i don't know it's if if they do die and again guys we're releasing this episode we have not watched the next episode on purpose yeah, baby finn if baby finn crawls out there stabs marceline as they're falling and princess bubblegum somehow dies at the same time i don't know <laughs> yeah it's gonna just be, your I, I would just love to see baby finn be the redemption arc of this whole universe it'd be very very fun at that Beans. point yeah Beans. i had man i easily had martin as my yeah my sorry yeah, we, we got off the martin train well no it's okay I, I had to stop because i i got really nervous about talking about martin no sorry, it's okay fixing... i know martin is yeah. very different in the main series i know martin is not a good dad i understand that he's okay so, uh, so you do know he's finn's dad like we're, we're yeah, beyond totally. that point you can't okay. not know that again this is like a i'm your father bit with lord of the rings like i think i knew that martin was finn's dad when we were on season one i think yeah it, okay. like somehow okay. an image on the like one of the main adventure time instagram accounts probably spoiled that for me you just you can't get around that stuff when you're on the internet and trying to be social and trying to grow up a, a platform or a podcast. Yeah. Um, well, but he's, he's just adorable. Like he's just the sweetest man. You know, mm -hmm. he loves this little baby guy. He's just like, Oh, I love this little guy. And he's a super expert. He's got beans and cabbage and beans and cabbage. He's, he's, he's great, man. He's just so well, great. He did not deserve to get his soul sucked mm -hmm. out. And then, well, that's the funniest thing, man, too. is, is why this is such a very important part of this episode. It's so quick, but it's very important to this episode because one, him and baby Finn share this moment where he feeds baby Finn's uh, the beans. And he's like, oh man, I love this guy. That one of our prime universe Finn's like main story arcs is that he's really fucked up about not having a dad. And when him and Martin finally meet, Martin is the total opposite of this Martin. Um, and Martin says a line when he saves Fiona. Uh, she's about to have her neck bitten by the vampire and he stakes the vampire in the back, hands her her hat back and he's like, pay it forward. And it's so, that's such an important line because our main universe's uh, Martin is a very like, I'm gonna like just totally be narcissistic and like, do whatever it takes to survive. I don't care if anyone helps me. I don't care if um, I get given 100,000 bejewels of gold. I'm going to continue to screw people over uh, for my own survival. So I think mm. it's almost important for him to die in this episode for someone else on purpose um, because it, yeah. it, it completes yeah. his, not, not his 
whole story arc, but the fact that Martin is a selfish, selfish, terrible father as the main theme of the show. Like, um, yeah. and in this episode, he actually helps someone else to his detriment. Um, it's, it's redeeming. It's redeeming for what they made Martin to, out to be in the first place. I just, I hate to blame it all on Fiona because Fiona is the one who instigates the, oh, let's go help these two people that are out, you know, the fake humans where the vampires yeah. have the masks on. I mean, it is her fault in a way that he, mm-hmm. he dies. But it, no, it is. Really, it is. Absolutely. I'm sure the star and Bonnie have had many moments way before this where one of them could have killed the other. Again, like I was saying, I mean, Bonnie had her eyes sucked out supposedly or taken out by Marceline in this universe. So I don't know, man. I don't know how to feel. I, I don't want to blame it all on Fiona. She's learning how to be a good hero. She's having to do a crash course of it. And unfortunately, yeah. she's making a lot of little mistakes along the way. I'm sure she's going to redeem herself. Um, but there are definitely yeah. a lot of universes that are maybe not better because she's been present there. <laughs> no, and, well, I th- well, you bring up a good point because it's it's the fact that Fiona in this episode <clears throat> is so concerned about others. She's so concerned about, you know, how she affected the the last uh, Winter King universe that she was in and how she's affecting this universe and she doesn't want Cake to get hurt and she doesn't want to, she knows it's dangerous. However, when Bonnie's like, if you, if you see the big picture, you know, this is not what we need to be focused on. And she's like, I've never been a big picture person. And then she dives right in to to danger. And I think it's one of those lessons that in our main show, Finn does learn, is that Finn gets very self-aware um, of others, so very empathetic at the end of the day and realizes that his actions can affect a lot of other people. And for a while there, he stops caring about himself. And he's like, if I'm the one that has to suffer for the sake of protecting others, I'll do it even if it means making stupid decisions. And so that's, I think, this point in Fiona's growth that we're getting to is that she's like, oh yeah, like, Cake, no, no, no. Even though you're super stretchy and powerful, I'll run out and try to kill the Vampire King. Um, It's almost like this suicide, like, pact of like, I'll be a hero if I die protecting others, even if others are a hundred times more well-equipped to fight this battle. You know, Mm. so I think this is something that she's going to have to get over of like dying. The hero doesn't necessarily make you a hero if you're making stupid decisions. She was trying to escape at the end there. And Cake was like, no, we can we can take the crown off. Like we're the mission hasn't been lost yet. And Fiona's no like we got a bail. Like this is our time to go sort of a moment. Exactly. Well, I'm saying that in the sense that like, you know, Cake is very like in this universe, just done the the tank thing, killed a bunch of vampires, proved herself a thousand times over that she can like, not just handle herself, but like she knows what she's doing. And Fiona, I think if Cake were to die doing something valiant in this universe and trying to, you know, not only complete their mission, but like also save these people that they've grown to have relationships with now, that Fiona would take it personally. And she'd be like, it's my fault that Cake died. It's it's mm-hmm. it's it's very much, I think, our story arc of the hero thinks they're they're the main character. And I think that that's like Fiona, even though the show's called Fiona and Cake, Fiona's like gonna not be the main character. Like mm-hmm. she's not gonna be the end all. It's it's gonna be a group effort. It's gonna be something about everybody working together with their strengths. Um, I mean, look at look at uh Dungeon that we just, from season one of Adventure Time, like, you can't fight battles and win battles where it's not your strength. Um, yeah. And you've got to trust that, you know, your partner's strengths are, like, going to be what helps them fight their battles, you know? Yeah, definitely. So it, I don't it, know. Huh. Yeah, I mean, you're more powerful, stronger together, certainly. We'll see. I, I'm very curious about that. I got to say, though, to the whole parenting thing, it was kind of neat. I do love the parallels. Again, we, we've already mm-hmm. talked about the kiss at the end, but just like Gary almost deserves to be somebody's lovely, despite the fact that neither one of yeah. us have him as our lovely. 
I mean, you have Simon and Gary who call out the bad parenting at the end of the episode, mm-hmm. which, as you've mentioned, is such a reoccurring theme throughout Adventure Time. But man, Gary is in this this incredible situation that he's he's just in love with it. He's like, oh my gosh, there are power brokers, tastemakers, like everyone yeah, in his well, industry it's, is here. It's the at first this time, party. maybe except for Marshall, he's ever spoken with anybody that like gets what he's doing. Uh, yeah. with his with his pastry verse. So I know what a chance though. He's just like yeah. putting it out there. Someone could have stole his idea. But yeah. I guess they they respect <laughs> the fact that he's this maybe, young artist. Maybe that's just uh your your defense mechanism for yeah. King Russell. <laughs> like maybe you so, can't, maybe you so. can't throw out all your ideas to every stranger you meet there. <laughs> but he's he's impressing them, right? He's got a potential investor that mm-hmm. he's talking to and he's he's talking to well at first it was like that high powered attorney was interested in and potentially the investor Marjo, which I couldn't, I don't know if he's someone that we it's, should know. I think I'm, I was trying to make, draw the parallels. I think it's supposed to be, uh, Margul's the sky, Witch. um, if it was, they did a really weird parallel parallel to that. Um, mm-hmm. or yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Um, or well, sorry, okay. Maja, Maja, the Margul's is, uh, <laughs> magic man's muse. Oh yes, uh, yeah. Maja, Maja, the Sky Witch. Excuse me. Okay. Um, yeah, that sure. might have been the parallel to that one. So, but again, it was just a weird parallel. They, they, everybody in that room was supposed to be a parallel to somebody else. Um, yeah, we saw Magic Man's there. We There's saw a Magic Man there. We saw Ricardio. We saw. I think one of the ladies in the background was maybe supposed to be a Flambeau. Um, hmm. There, know. yeah. It, there was ones where I was like, oh man, I can't spend an hour like just no, it wasn't talking worth it. or like looking up all the parallels. But well, the you know, he's he gets distracted. He's in this conversation with this potential investor for his idea that, you know, he's got this, what was it, sixty-four part plan for? Like, mm-hmm. he's ready for this moment. And then unfortunately, or fortunately, maybe because obviously it worked out in the end there, uh Marshall is getting berated by his mom on the other side of the room and she ends up just like calling him out in front of everybody. And it is, it's yeah. brutal. Like, what is it? She, she says, we can forgive the youthful mistakes in years of embarrassing decisions, like in front of everybody, in front of everybody. About Marshall re-entering into his mom's world, which of course, as Mrs. Abadir, the parallel to Mr. Abadir, he or Abadir wants nothing more than their child to be like taken over the family business one yeah. day. So, well, I love that. I mean, it's, it's a huge parallel because we talked so much about it in season three, or was it? Yeah, when we were, went to the nightosphere and mm-hmm. returned to the nightosphere and everything. When, um, when Hudson is uh, trying to get Marceline back into the family business and does it by way of manipulation, i.e., the uh, the necklace that Marceline wears at that episode, and this one is like, yeah, like she actually even calls out like thanks to the lemon carbs and their favor that they did me i was able to get my son back in the family business and like she totally recognizes the fact that she manipulated him back into yeah. the family business by repaying a favor and but gary realizes that he did that for him yeah, he's I like holy say, crap marshall did that for me why like don't do that you know i don't know it, it it's so crazy to me because so much of what we've talked about in the show is about like the faults in Princess Bubblegum and the, the, you know, where she makes her mistakes, where she's selfish, where she's fascist, where she's narcissistic. And Gary, like you said, probably should have been our lovely because he just like, he sees that moment and he sees the moment where he's like, Marshall put himself on the line to get me here, but at the detriment of his entire core of himself. And he's going to give up on everything and he does not want to be part of his mom's business. He's just, yeah, he just wants to be want a musician. Be, but but Marshall was willing to totally give all that up for Gary. And so I think whatever's next for them well, is going to be... Well, Gary pays it back. He he's going to be blackballed from the industry. But I think his product is so good, it's not going to matter anyways, right? I think he, yeah. that's what's beautiful about what he has going for him is... Yeah, he might be blackballed from all these investors and stuff, but if your product or the thing you're creating is good enough, like it'll speak for itself. You're going to build mm-hmm. a crowd. And I think that's 
he's just going to have to be confident on his own moving forward. And he's already confident. He's willing oh, yeah. to be blackballed for well, Marshall. Who And I think Mar- Marshall gave him that confidence that too. Mar- Marshall yeah. gave him that confidence when they sat in the, the bakery together the last episode. And Oh yeah, definitely. Marshall was point. like, you got a good idea, man. Like, um, it doesn't matter what the lemon carbs say. And so I just, I think that this like is going to be such a really good and, I don't know, man. Like last last week we were talking about how things have to get worse before they get better. And maybe this was kind of that getting worse before they get better moment. But I think what's what's in store for them is going to be something. Now we're on the up and up. Now this this may have been our valley in their story yeah. together. Well, their relationship itself is <laughs> kind of flawless, it seems. Yeah. But the things it does around seem a little them, the too good to be true. <laughs> The star-crossed lovers or whatever, they're, they're in a bad situation, but they're in it together and they're going to get out of it somehow. And that, that way is going to be together. And as yeah. we see them going up to, I'm assuming Marshall's room. I don't know. <laughs> Are they? Did they go up or down? I thought they were just going to leave. Oh, maybe but, they went down. They definitely got yeah. in the elevator. <laughs> yeah, so. they definitely got in the elevator. I, but I, again, I think it was, um, I love at the very last episode of Adventure Time, to spoil it all for you is when Marceline and, and Bonnebel share their first kiss. What? And it's very it flies what? under the radar. It's it's very much like, you know, they've been they don't do this whole five minute long scene uh, leading up to their first kiss and professing their love for each other. There's just a scene where it's like they kill someone and then they kiss. And that's it, that's it. That's the end of the scene. Hmm. And I so I think that this one too Romantic. I love that they've made this whole thing where, yeah, it is kind of a big moment, um, but it's nothing like where they're professing their love. They're, it's it's not over the top of like, it's so amazing that we're two guys and we can be together where it's politicized. It's just like, dude, these two people just love each other. Like they just, mm-hmm. we've only shown their love, not by any corniness, not by any overly PC overstatements. There's just two characters. And then that like, this is the moment where it's like, that's like, Marshall putting himself out there for Gary and then Gary putting himself out there for Marshall is is the ultimate profession of love for each yeah. other. And I I love that, man. I just I just love them not going over the top with, you know, making a big deal out of it. Yeah. I think that's that's a good point. I think they they do it well and uh it's a way that people can see how beautiful love can be no matter what shape or form it takes. And you definitely see that in Princess Bubblegum and Marceline from what I've seen, you know, mm-hmm. I mean, just on the internet or whatever, but I, I'm not in this world, not, not in yeah. a world where they're, <laughs> oh, you, <laughs> they're letting it, people it, die at, all around. At least in our main universe, you see a lot more heartache and a lot more of them being each other's yeah. antithesis before they get together. This one is just like, dude, these these guys are vibing. These guys are yeah. vibing so hard. Well, Gary and Marshall are awesome. I think Gary and Marshall are, are great. And I think they did that story really well. And I'm excited to see where that goes. And hopefully they get brought into a magical world at some point. I don't know how that's going to... Maybe they just won't because that's just too much extra fluff to add into this yeah. whole thing. We'll see if, if they actually I mean, end shoot, up making dude. that world magical at the end. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I think I'm going to like turn this back to my ultimate theoretically speaking that this non-magical world will somehow be uh, our central finite curve. You know, the it's true been prime world or something. The true yeah. prime world that stemmed all other worlds at the beginning of the timeline. Um, because like this, the pureness of Gary and Marshall's relationship being totally untainted, untainted is and what it, will stem out other universes of Marceline and PB have to cross paths in all other universes, whether it's perfect or not, that this is like the ultimate perfect, like yeah. gum and vampire, gum and demon mix, <laughs> even like at the, at the central finite curve of it all. So yeah. who knows? Who knows? I, I just like that like theory so far. And I want it to be proven wrong because I know you're tired of hearing it. Well, here's the thing, dude. I need to know what your thoughts are on Huntress Wizard or Huntress in this episode because the you've Huntress. said in the past that she is like the ultimate sexy character. What I mean, yeah. I know we, the sexy bit is kind of a bit that we we bring from episode to episode, but 
you know, Huntress is in this world and Huntress is freaking taking a tiny splinter, traveling through the bloodstream of a vampire to the heart and killed the vampire. Like, th- there's nothing that Huntress hasn't done that doesn't seem awesome in this episode. She is on top of it this whole episode and not a wizard. I think she's just Huntress. She's a human mm-hmm. archer yeah, in this episode. Who knows? We never get like a backstory on how, if, why she gets wizard powers per se. So she is just Huntress, but she does still have like the snake eyes in this world. So I do think that she has some sort of mystical hunting powers that make her a little bit more badass. But the death of her was a shame. I was, I was bummed to see yeah, all dude, those arrows was, in her. I was shocked that they, I was shocked that they killed Martin in the first place and then killed Huntress. I was like, dang, dude, they're like, they're knocking everybody out in this world. Yeah. It would be interesting to see if we ever get to come back to these worlds at the end of the series, even for moments, just to kind of wrap up, like, this is how the outcome of this world ends or whatever, mm -hmm. because we've hopped around a little bit. I'm I'm so curious what Fiona and Cake's impact has been on all these different universes, and especially this one where you lose Martin, you lose Huntress, you've lost countless humans. It's mostly just a vampire haven at this point, and Princess Bubblegum. I, and I think too, I think that there's a possibility, like you said, like the involvement of Fiona and Cake in all these worlds that um, we didn't, we, here's the big thing. We didn't have a Finn in the uh, Winter King and uh, Candy Queen universe. We didn't have a Finn in that universe. We didn't have a Finn. And so Fiona being, again, Finn is supposed to be a catalyst of change. And so I think maybe this whole series well, arc definitely is gonna, has been <laughs> exactly, and it's it's like a, a catalyst of change. And Fiona's gonna probably, I would say, maybe even in this show and being like, look at how much destruction and death I caused across all these universes. And then maybe Prismo, maybe the Cosmic Owl is gonna like show her back into those universes and be like, no, I'm I'm gonna wonderful life you on this, and like look at how much better these universes off are off because. You got involved. You are the the catalyst of positive change in these universes where you are lacking. And every universe needs a Finn. Um, and Fiona's been now this multiversal Finn across these universes where yeah. a Finn, a Finn Fiona character doesn't exist. So it'll be interesting to see. I think they might not be wrapping up this series with this season it, it sounds like just from what i've heard little bits and pieces of maybe oh, it's, we get we get a little bit of a cliffhanger maybe we're going into season two yeah boy. Ooh, but I just, season so two. we may not get all of our questions answered because we sure have a ton of them after this episode and i can only oh, yeah. imagine the next episode is going to bring even more but i i gotta watch this next episode dude i am so excited for it I know. It might be, well, yeah, we, we might end tonight super late, so I might be doing a little bit of late night Fiona and Kate, which <laughs> is the best. Yeah, nothing wrong with that. Do you oh, have any so other good, uh, deeper thoughts for this episode before we Ooh, start wrapping things um, up? And I think we really, I mean, we really nailed a lot of what I had here. Um, I mean, I just love to like echo the fact that like this this episode is the first time truly we've gotten in the Fiona and Cake series of the the parent relationship. And that's such, I feel like that's such a theme that we get to in Adventure Time that obviously hits the writers to a core of parents are really, really important. Um, we aren't going to ever pull a, a kid's next door and say, screw all old people, they all suck, uh, the world should be run by kids. But there always is a dynamic of, hey, Parents are super important in our development, but all of their flaws we can improve upon. Um, all of who they are made us who we are. We should appreciate that, but never get bogged down like, you know, the Marceline Abadir versus Abadir and Marshall in this episode is, I think, just like such a really cool world, real world concept of, you know, you got to be who you got to be. Like your parents may hold stuff against you. Your parents may disagree with what you got to like, got to do, want to do. And it's to your detriment if it's sacrificing who you are to please your parents. So if, if we are getting into lessons, which we, I guess we're, we're about mm-hmm. at that time is, about um, so. yeah, don't, don't be a parent pleaser. Like people say, don't be a, a, 
a people pleaser. Don't be a parent pleaser. If you know you got a lot to offer in the world and your parents, who you appreciate and who made you who you are, are the ones holding you back, like you got to step up and respectfully say, no, I can't do that. That's not who I am. That's not what I want to do. That's not who I'm meant to be. So that's my um, lifetime movie moment of this episode. Yeah, wow. All right. Yeah, definitely. I, I don't even need to summarize that. I think you said it pretty well. Uh, respectfully I mean, we both, we, disagree you and with I both, parents is okay. You, know? you and I both, I feel like you, you probably even more than me because you've got a family business that you could have gone into. So yeah. I, I bet that that message and kind of this whole parallel with Abadir probably hits a little harder with you than it does yeah, with maybe myself. So. I think the thing is, you know, I was given the opportunity to, to do what I wanted to do. And I have um, very respectful and uh, wonderful parents who were willing to go, hey, like, you got to make this decision for yourself. I'm not making this mm. for you. You're not, I'm not going to force you into this, despite the fact that I'm sure that my dad and my uncle and their cousin would have loved all of their kids to go into the family business. It probably would have made them so proud. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think they're any less proud, and I'm very fortunate for this, despite the fact, or they're any less proud that we didn't go into it. Like, I think they're very proud of the fact that we've all built a life for ourselves outside of the family business and have forged our own path. And I think it's worked out pretty well for, for most of us. And um, yeah, it's definitely tough. And I think we're going to see Marshall Lee in another season, maybe, and Gary. And hopefully, uh, man, it'd be cool if Marceline and the vampire universe where she doesn't have a Simon is maybe the catalyst of having Fiona there is that she turns against the vampire king mm -hmm. and, and joins Bonnie on her side to fight the vampire yeah. king. And maybe that's where you have that catalyst, catalytic change and yeah. baby Finn growing up because he's no longer in this baby universe where you have to be a baby Maybe he can age now. I mean, I'm <laughs> he can actually age. interested in all of that. I, I do want to say, I mean, you know, not not that this is continued on that lesson point, but we we got to talk at least for a moment about Billy. Yeah, Billy's dead, dead Billy. in this world too, man. And it's tough. I hated, oh, dude, at the beginning of season five, I hated seeing the Lich like wear the skin of Billy. It mm -hmm. that that tore my heart out, and so it's. It was rough seeing Billy with a sign saying "turn back" and just totally destroyed I mean, by vampires. Dude, we we already I think I've already quoted this in this show, but you either die a hero, aka this universe, or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain, which is what happened in the other universe <laughs> when he gets the lich skin on him. So, because um, yeah, in our prime universe, Billy isn't doing shit when he dies. He's chilling in a cave with his treasure. Being a kind of an ass. He's, kind I mean, he's ass. kind of an ass. Like, he's like, I, oh yeah, I did enough of my hero stuff now. Well, he's I given up on it, in right? My, he's like a yeah. nihilist. He's well, just like, oh, it's not worth it. And, you know, they just it, come It's back. all of that. And he doesn't have a Jake. He never had a Jake. He was a solo hero. And so through his adventures, he never had a friend that he shared the treasure. And then there's a great episode called, um, well, what is it called? I think it's called golden, uh, golden meat or no fruit and meat or something like that. Um, where Finn and Jake are like, we got to get all rid of all of our loot. We got to go spin this shit, dude. Like we got to go have a good time. And Billy's just sitting on a treasure full of, uh, or cave full of treasure. And mm -hmm. I think in this universe, you saw Billy get to die the hero. He, he died trying to defend yeah, the world. And so it's, people, it's, it's brutal. It's brutal, but, uh, it's what Billy, it's what he did, you know, and then yeah. we, in our universe, we just got to live. He had to live long enough to where he was the agent of evil in a way, shape or form. In a way, in a way. Yeah. I mean, he was used to be that. He was never a bad guy himself, but the Lich wore his skin and mm -hmm. tricked Ben and Jake. Anyways, him, yeah. my lesson is vampires are so 2007. <laughs> so they should have been <laughs> oh, left there. No. I'm sorry, Marceline. Yeah, Empires, well, it's too late, man. We're we're way past that now. <laughs> you want to know what we did in the last week? We we my wife what'd and I you, watched the entire. Well, no. I watched the last three, but all the Twilights. 
Oh gosh. So I'm fresh off a of Twilight kick here. Not to say I've, it's, I've never it's, seen it. Ooh, it's um it's a doozy. It's a doozy. Yeah, it's, did uh, you enjoy it? You could say it's, if you it's, enjoyed it. It's fun. It's a fun universe with terrible, <laughs> terrible, god awful writing. Like, and I hate all if fans want to rip on me on that, you can do it on the email, you can do it on the Discord sure. or whatever. But Jesus Christ, it's terrible writing. I prefer um, the fan fiction. Fan fiction of uh, <laughs> that, if you know what I'm talking about, um, Fifty Shades of Grey. But anyways, my other lesson <laughs> is, <laughs> I've also never seen that movie. I've never, never seen that one, but trust me, I referenced it 50 times while watching Twilight. And I was like, yeah. oh yeah. Oh, he bruised you a few times while you had sex uh, for the no, first time? No, it's, it's just sexy? fan fiction. It's just fan oh, fiction. Oh, no. So my lesson, my other lesson is never underestimate a, a buff baby. So maybe you're right, man. Maybe the mm, buff baby does it dude, at the end of the day. He's the day. He's got to be a part. Like, they would not have done this long, intricate going to baby world into this <laughs> world without some sort of Finn catalyst arc, man. And um, I just, yeah, maybe I just want like a, you know, a music montage where you see him grow up and start to be better at fighting and stuff. And then, yeah, cut to present day 10 years later when he, you know, kills the vampire king. That would be awesome. Yeah. That'd be oh, super absolutely. Cool. Well, can can I can you give me one more um lifetime movie lesson over here? Uh yeah, I guess so. Um in the Adventure Time universe, all my fans, we we do know that in a past life, Finn is the catalyst, and in a past life he was a butterfly. And I think I've I've always struggled with that as an Adventure Time fan. It's like I don't get it. I don't know why that was such a pivotal plot point um and it's the butterfly effect it's you are the butterfly simon was the butterfly fiona is the butterfly um baby finn i think in this terrible terrible vampire universe is the butterfly effect of where you have an, a very even though it feels minuscule even though it feels tiny like it is a crazy crazy butterfly effect of like what you do in your universe. And so that's my lifetime movie moment. Cause that's again, this show is getting me all down in my mm -hmm. gummy center of my heart. And it just like makes me want to be cheesy. I like that one. That one feels, uh, more pliable. I like yeah, that one. It's, it's a little more, it's a little bit more pliable and applicable. So for, yeah, a, a larger, I mean, for everybody certainly. And, and also a great thing to keep in mind, uh, no matter where you are in your life. Uh, so yeah, well, Hey, Dude, I'm pumped. We're done with this. We can go watch the next episode. Frick yes. It's been <laughs> a week and a half. Oh, man. Yeah, I saw episode 10 come out and I was like, oh, shit. I wish we could record every day, y'all. We, Y'all, this has been the craziest time in Russell and I's life just with travels. And we, we always say that, but like, honest to God, <laughs> like, it's been <laughs> a nutty season. And so tough. thank you for hanging in yeah. there with us. And Russell, where can all of our lovelies and sexies uh, get down mm. on on this uh, this get Adventure down Time on vibe. It. Uh, you can get down on this Adventure Time vibe at well, man. I mean, the one I want to. I mean, it's not my rec, but this is this is where I would highly recommend you get down on that vibe. The Patreon, mm. the Patreon. We have it a Patreon page. Never Ending Adventure Podcast is the Patreon page's title. We have another podcast that we're doing that we're going to record an episode for right after yeah. this. We can finally catch about, up. Yeah. The very first episode of Over the Garden Wall. I am mm -hmm. so over the moon excited to talk about. Oh my gosh! I mean, I, I'm thrilled. It's, it's so good. This, yeah. this oh is Russell's gosh. like this is Russell's uh, second One Piece is Over the Garden it's Wall. It's so good. <laughs> it's yeah. so good. Ain't that the way it is? Uh, or ain't that the way? That's what Greg says. Ain't that uh, the way? Yeah. Also, check us out on Instagram at Never Ending Adventure Podcast, TikTok at Never Ending, Never Ending Adventure Cast, Twitter at NEA underscore Podcast. Email us your thoughts, your opinions. Get on the Traveler's Log. I know we haven't done one this whole series, but it's it's kind of been difficult too. And also, most of the logs are about season five or four. Uh, so we'll we'll get back to it once mm -hmm. we uh, are done with this little series, probably. Uh, yeah. Other other than that, I mean, we're on YouTube. We don't really have any videos up yet, other than the podcast and clips and stuff. Um, but maybe one day we will. So go ahead and subscribe there if you can. And Ned, my rec for this week is mm, opt. Give it to me. Yeah, I'm going to say opt for the more personal hang this week if you can. We had mm -hmm. the opportunity mm -hmm. uh, this past Saturday to go to the same wedding here in Nashville, and at the end of it, you know, I mean, it was, dude. I'm. We haven't even talked about this. 
freaking the yeah, longest we wedding have. I've ever been to in my entire life. It was a Catholic wedding. So I, I wasn't expecting mass, but we did mass. We did mass. And then <laughs> and we, we... That was we my first partied. full mass, I think, too. Dude, we partied from... And I was just really told that wasn't a full mass. That was like a shortened mass oh for God, a wedding. Jesus. So, yeah. So, I mean, we got out of the ceremony at like three, maybe. And then from three to like 9.30 or something, or three to 10, we were at the reception and drinking and hanging out. And it was it was a lot. It was really it was a, a long, long time. One. It was fun. But then afterwards, instead of going downtown, which some people were going to a bar on a hotel rooftop, we ended up just going back to our place, uh, Ned, Jackie, me and Allie, and just, we just hung out for maybe another two and a half hours or something. And that was... Oh, yeah. That was worth it. That was so much better than going to the... I'm so glad we didn't go to that hotel rooftop after Dude, seven hours too. of partying. I realized that. I, w- I was sitting there. We were trying to talk to you guys across the table over the loud music and just not really being able to talk to, about what we want to talk about. And yeah. I was just like, I'm going to have... And, and here's where I like, you know, I'm I'm a toxically extroverted to where I either get FOMO or I get... Oh, other people want me to hang out at other places or, and I was a groomsman in this wedding and I didn't go to the after party, but I was like, dude, I am going to have such a better night if I just go and talk to Russell, like I wanted to do the entire night. Uh, I did not really want to go and meet JL's, uh, weird aunt or anything like that. It's like, I I just want to go talk to my buds. Like, yeah. And and that's, that would say, yeah, the advice is I'd echo your, your wreck of going, cool upset other people to go like build better <laughs> relationships you know yeah i mean don't don't you know bail on every situation but certainly if you've got a, a personal option where it's like you and a handful of people like and you can actually have a, a good time and develop a relationship a little bit deeper like that's always worth it in my opinion mm-hmm. um but yeah y'all freaking awesome so excited to keep moving on the fiona and cake train and man if there's a second season i don't know what i'm gonna do it's gonna <laughs> Be a whole We're year gonna, from now, probably maybe two. Thank, well, thank God we've got a, a very chill 2024. So if if it happens as a season two, odds are we're going to be able to keep up a little bit better and, yeah. and maintain both podcasts at the same time. That'd be great. All right, y'all, party forever. Oh, loved you guys.